Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you? Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Courtney from Disney Parks Blog. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Why, hello there. Why, hello there. And hello to a new voice. Hello, hello. Yay! An occasional guest host with us is now taking the third chair, as we like to say. Please welcome to the show from the Disney Parks blog, the fabulous, the illustrious, the glamorous, the glittering, the charismatic, the dazzling, Courtney Collier. Oh my gosh, that was more adjectives I've ever heard in my life. So thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to be here. Thank y'all for having me. Oh, well, welcome. so happy to have you here. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. As you know, it is our tradition to start off the show, a little recapping of what Disney adventures we've each had in the week. And I think you had a few. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. So this past week, I experienced all the Disney thrill if you will, at Walt Disney World, experiencing all four parks. And of course, dun-da-da-da, Tron Light Cycle Run. Have you guys <gasps> been on yet? No, tell us everything. I got to do it in Shanghai, so it sort of counts, but not like you. Not like Hang this. on, what about me? I have no prior experience. Courtney, I want to hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, highly recommend. It takes off so fast. Like, your mouth is just frozen open. It's just thrilling. There you go. All the thrills. All the thrills. I'm here for it. Fun folk there. I saw like Steve Lisberger was there and there were some like fun Tron folk. Yes. Actual stars from the movie were there. Jeff Bridges, Cindy Morgan was there and Bruce Box Lightner. Yes. 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 It was amazing. Star studded. And Courtney was there. And Courtney Collier was there. Star of D23 inside Disney. (laughs) Hello. Yes. Highly recommend on your next visit to Walt Disney World, y'all. Mm. Oh, can't wait. Uh, Sherry, what have you been up to? Well, Jeffrey- I'm sure it's as exciting as Tron Light Cycle Run, presented by <laughs> yeah, Enterprise. Is, is there top. anything that's as exciting as that? Well, okay. It is March Madness for anyone who follows the NCAA basketball tournament. Jeffrey, talking to you. <laughs> sorry, what's basketball? Our biggest sports Is fan. that where you put balls into a basket? Like a little woven basket? I mean, kind of. Kind of, yeah. A little- Get this. You will appreciate, maybe. I made a bracket on ESPN.com. A perfect bracket has never been made before. The probability of making a perfect bracket is 1 in 9.2 quintillion. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nuts. Yes. I had to Google how to say that number because I've never seen a number so long in my life. (laughs) But anyway... My bracket is up. It's running. It's not perfect, but I joined a little work competition with some of my friends and I'm in 16th place out of 60, which is pretty oh, good. That's March Madness is not that's over not yet, bad. so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, ESPN.com, thank you for enabling this for me. <laughs> oh. I believe in you, Sherry. You might thank be the you, one. Thank you, Courtney. It might be. It might be. <laughs> Jeffrey, what have you been up to? Well, while you were playing March Madness, I've been playing March Hair Madness over at D23.com. So we've been selecting our favorite <laughs> Mickey through the years. So if you've not already headed there, we're down to, I think, just like a couple, uh, a couple rackets left. So... Head to d23.com if you're interested in that. But then otherwise, I pulled a Sherry this weekend, and I mainly just was sitting on my couch 
taking it all in. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I finally watched <laughs> the Oscar-nominated Searchlight film, Empire of Light, which was terrific with the dazzling Olivia Coleman, who I love. And then over on Hulu, I really caught up with all of my shows. I caught up with my Grays. I caught up with my Not Dead Yet, caught up with my Connors, caught up with my Abbott Elementary. And back on Disney Plus, of course, up to speed on Mando. So my couch has a serious indent from where I spent a lot of time this weekend. And you know what else can be found on Disney Plus? Ooh, what? National Treasure, Edge of History. You know, we've already had the fabulous Lizette Oliveira on the show. But today we have the delightful, the charming, the fabulous, the wonderful, the actress who plays Agent Ross, Lyndon Smith, who also just happens to be a D23 Gold member. So we figured we needed to really get down to business with someone who understood our business. And she delivered. She's got some very interesting Disney favorites. I was on board. So we're mm -hmm. getting to her after the news. And first up, I just want to say congratulations to our friends at Disney Theatrical, including our pal of the pod, Thomas Schumacher, as well as Michael Cohen and Gregory and the whole team over there at Disney on Broadway and Disney Theatrical Productions for Aladdin reaching its ninth year on Broadway this week. Amazing. It is uh, amazing. And fun fact now, Aladdin and Jasmine have flown over a hundred miles on that magic carpet. Oh my God. <gasps> it's such over. a good show. Yes. I can't believe it's been nine years. I Oof. cannot wait until they've flown over 9.2 quintillion miles on that magic <laughs> carpet. It's only a matter of time. This is the year. <laughs> exactly. All right. How many thinnies and fur pants do we have out there? Oh, yeah. Woo! Oh, yeah. All right. I recently discovered Phineas and Ferb with my kids on Disney Plus, and I'm so excited to let you all know that Jeff Swampy Marsh, the co-creator, is set to executive produce and voice direct all new episodes of the show. Yay. And he's going to join his longtime creative partner, Dan Hovenmeyer, on the series. Yay. That is amazing. Yeah, we're so excited because we announced a few weeks ago that friend of the pod, Dan Hovenmeyer, was relaunching Phineas and Ferb. So... So happy. Also a friend of the pod, Jeff Swampy Marsh, is joining him. Yay! Love that show. Very oh. exciting. One day Candace will get it together. <laughs> Maybe this is her year, Jeffrey. Maybe. One in 0. .2 quotillion. What's the number? <laughs> exactly. All right. In other on Disney Channel news, a premiere date and trailer has been revealed for season two of the ghost and molly mcgee have you guys watched that one i have not have you with me your either. family me and the kids we have watched every episode so we were very excited to hear the announcement that season two is coming keep an eye out for that series which will premiere on saturday april 1st on disney channel and disney xd Woo! Woohoo! well this news hits all the right notes a four-part docu-series about Ed Sheeran is coming to Disney Plus in May. What? Oh, I love the shape of that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Jeffrey. I was looking at his like discography to try and think of a pun, and I couldn't get there. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's all just graffiti on the overpass to me. Oh, it's sheer and brilliance. Oh, oh. there it was. Sorry. Ed Sheeran, the sum of it all, it's going to explore how an unlikely child with a stutter rose to fame and became one of the biggest global music superstars and how all of his chart-topping hits were born. So this is set to premiere globally on May 3rd on Disney+, and you can see a trailer now at the Disney Plus YouTube. Did you watch that trailer? 
I oh, like yes. I kept thinking, all right, I'm not going to cry now. And now I'm not going to cry now. And now I, I just, it's like a two and a half minute trailer. And I feel like I cried more than I do in like Titanic. I didn't know he had a stutter. That's so amazing. Oh, my God. I know. I know. What, it's amazing to see what he overcame. So this series, it's going to blend exclusive personal archives, present day footage, interviews with his wife, with his loved ones, and of course, some intimate performances. So mm. if you cried at the trailer, get ready to cry in this four-part docuseries. Oof, just getting <laughs> the Kleenexes out. But before that, let's get the fireworks out because today on the day the podcast drops, if you're in Philadelphia, you will be able to watch Disney 100, The Exhibition, Making the Magic, a new 30-minute special all about how the Walt Disney Archives put together the incredible exhibition that is now at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. I've had the great fortune to be working with our pals over at 6ABC on this. They take you into the archives with Becky. They take you into the exhibit. They take you into the crates. It's going to be fantastic. Now, fear not. In addition to the Philly ABC station, it's going to be airing on all of our other ABC-owned stations, which means like San Francisco and Chicago and New York and Los Angeles and a few other cities that I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head. <laughs> but you will also be able to watch it on Localish and on Hulu soon. So keep your eyes peeled for this special. I'm sure D23 and the archives will be tweeting and posting about it as more and more information comes up and more airings take place. But you can head to d23.com for all of the other stations and times and dates it will be airing. And you know what's featured in the exhibition? What is that? The Disney parks. And you know <laughs> that is the only transition I could think of to get to an item about the Disney parks. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, not really good, but okay. <laughs> In case people were living under a runaway railway, perhaps you did not know that Mickey's Toontown just reopened at Disneyland Park. It looks spectacular. I have not been yet, but you can bet I will be there soon. And our fabulous and talented Jocelyn at D23 was there. So you can head over to D23 socials and see some of the incredible fun that is to be had there. So that's fun that can be had right now. But coming up in May, you know, we have May the 4th coming. May the 4th, otherwise known as Star Wars Day. Well, why have Star Wars Day when you can have Star Wars Month? And Disneyland is doing a whole month of Star Wars. You can bet there will be food and you can bet there will be merchandise and you can bet there is going to be the return of Hyperspace Mountain. So get ready for that. It is all month long in May. You can read more about that from our friends at the Disney Parks blog. Ooh, well, ready, set, go wild for this exciting news, gamers. Disney Speedstorm has announced an early access date of April 18th. That's right. It's right around the corner. So this is a cross-platform arcade combat racing game where you can suit up as some of your favorite Disney and Pixar characters racing through environments inspired by these worlds. And more characters are going to be added regularly along with new carts and unique tracks with each season's update. To learn more, you can go to the Disney Parks blog. And who wouldn't want to go there, especially when you've got the fabulous Courtney from Disney Parks blog. It's true. Sitting right here with us. Dropping even more tea from the Disney Parks blog. Yeah. I'm not sure if y'all been paying attention, but there were so many new announcements for entertainment and experiences coming to Walt Disney World. There's so many. I'm just going to name a few, y'all. Okay. okay. First of all, there are brand new character greetings coming soon. First of all, our favorite Voyager, Moana. We'll be greeting fellow Voyagers on Discovery Island at Animal Kingdom starting on April 22nd. Later this summer, a fan favorite, 
everyone's favorite popcorn bucket, Figment. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yay. Figment is going to be greeting fans in the flesh, y'all, at Epcot. I got to say that two times because it just, it it hits different with Figment. Okay. Yeah. Next, um, this fall, Mirabelle from Encanto is coming to greet guests in the fairytale garden at Magic Kingdom. Mm. And there's going to be an entire whimsical decor, transformation situation, all inspired by La Familia Madrigal. Oh. Yes, it's exciting. Love it. And then Epcot. Epcot's transformation is going to reach its most exciting peak yet. Journey of Water is coming. Communicore Hall and World Celebration. The Disney 100 Celebration, which kicked off, obviously, at Disneyland. Coming to Epcot this fall with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and their platinum attire. There's a platinum sculpture of Mickey. There's so much. So please head to the Disney Parks blog for more. Wait, one more thing I got to mention. My girl, Tiana. Yeah. She actually has a tiara top water tower coming later this summer to Tiana's Bayou Adventure in Magic Kingdom. I love it. I mean, I love a water tower, but I love a water tower more when it's wearing a tiara. When it's wearing a tiara. Ain't that the truth? Well, you and your families can now be part of Ariel's World because toys and clothing inspired by The Little Mermaid are available now. Okay, so new this week, Mermaid Ariel. This is a new doll from Mattel inspired by Halle Bailey's portrayal of Ariel in the upcoming Little Mermaid. This is going to be available April 23rd. Kids can also dress up like their favorite mermaid and pretend to go on an undersea adventure of their own with a new Ariel costume inspired by Ariel's signature look. So you can check out the Disney Parks blog. That's right. We keep driving to it, Courtney. (laughs) Wow. It's like an all Disney Parks blog episode. (laughs) so check out the disney parks blog for more amazing but you know what they should check out first Mm. it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend presented by state farm for complete details and listings visit d23.com and remember like a good neighbor state farm is there sherry what's up first up first who puts the glad and gladiator hercules that's right beautiful (laughs) You can see Hercules on Saturday at 10 a.m. on Freeform, starring the one and only Danny DeVito and the one and other only Susan Egan. Amazing. All right, y'all. So Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. There's a new episode coming on Saturday, March 25th. I will be right there with my kitties watching this episode. Lunella seemingly gets hurt and is stuck in bed. So her best friend Casey's got to step in as Moon Girl for the day. Maya Hawk actually guest stars in this one as Abyss. A big Maya Hawk fan. But you know what my niece Dylan's a big fan of? Bunked. Bunked. And Bunked, <laughs> Learning the Ropes, has a new episode on Sunday the 26th on Disney Channel. So Dylan, get ready to tune in. <laughs> Something that Dylan should not be tuning into, however, is FX's Great Expectations. The two-episode series premiere on Sunday the 26th on Hulu is for mature audiences only. Of course, it's based on the classic novel, Great Expectations. And it stars, I talked about her at the top of the show, star of Empire of Light, Olivia Coleman. Uh-huh. All roads lead to Olivia Coleman. Except this road, Tooth Fairy. Check out <laughs> the movie on Sunday at 8.50 p.m. on Freeform. What happens when a rough-and-tumble hockey player is sentenced to serve time as a real Tooth Fairy? Find out with Dwayne Johnson and Disney legend Julie Andrews. 
On to our guest who we loved on this season of National Treasure, Edge of History, where she played Agent Ross. We hear she also may like Disney. We're here to dish on the show, including some spoilers and more. So please welcome to the show, the fabulous Lyndon Smith. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yay, we're so happy to have you on the show. Okay, so now that National Treasure Edge of History has wrapped, are you at all relieved that you don't have to keep all of these secrets inside anymore? Yes. Well, you know, one of the hardest parts about doing the press for this, especially with my character, is there's so many spoilers that revolve around Agent Ross because she's kind of uncovering all of these mysteries alongside the kids and the audience, right? So I feel like I was just always getting lobbed these questions that I couldn't answer. So to have it all out, it's just like, great. I can just word vomit everything now. Nice. <laughs> what a good feeling. Yes. Yes. And when did you find out who Salazar was? Oh, my gosh. Okay, this was crazy. So I had heard early on that something dramatic was maybe going to happen to me at the end of episode nine. The Wibberleys kind of gave me like a little bit of a play by play of what was going to happen throughout the season. Apparently, Armando Riesco, who plays Salazar, knew about this the entire time. And we were spitball like all season wondering, like, what is this thing that's going to happen? Like, what do you think about this Salazar thing? And he and the Wibs actively kept it from me. And then apparently, and one of our other cast members stumbled it on a conversation. They were like, wait, you're what up? And then so it wasn't until I actually got that episode and I'm in my apartment in Baton Rouge and I'm reading it and I just start screaming and I grab my phone and I'm like, Armando, how could you keep this from me? And then the next day on set when I saw the whims, it was the same thing. I was like, I cannot believe this pack of lies that was happening all around me. So I didn't know until I read the episode a couple of days before shooting. It was just the best kept secret on that Senate. Wow, impressive. And I'm pretty good at guessing a twist. I like to put it to a test a lot when I'm watching stuff, and I did not see that one coming. (laughs) Wow. Did not either. Did not (laughs) either. Same. Brutal. Got stabbed in the back, literally and figuratively. (laughs) Well, I was sure that you were a goner in episode nine. So did you know from the start that you'd be there to help save the day? It sounds like there were a lot of secrets kept throughout this process. There were a lot of secrets, but yes, I did know early on that Agent Ross was going to be kind of on her own journey and then start to intertwine with the kids as the season progressed. So I knew that I was ultimately going to turn ally to them, but Mm -hmm. I did not see it unfolding in that way. And then when I watched the episode, I was like, man, they really make the audience think that I'm a goner. Oh, yeah. I had people texting me right and left like, that can't be it. That can't be it. (laughs) To that end, when you read that script and you maybe didn't have episode 10 yet, were you like, am I a goner or did you know? I was hoping that the whims would love me enough to let me know if I was getting actually killed off. So it was kind of like no news is good news, I guess. I guess I'm in this show. No, but then when I was talking to them the next day, they're like, you know, you live, right? And I was like, I mean, that's some amazing Wolverine healing power between <laughs> nine and ten. But they told me I was going to make it. Love the Marvel reference. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What was the most challenging scene for you to film? The most challenging thing. Everything that took place in that swamp was brutal. 
just the conditions were really gnarly. I mean, it was like 115 degrees. So everything out there was very uh, physically taxing to get through. It was crazy. We were watching these episodes and we're all texting each other like, there's no sweat on us. They did a really good job in post cleaning this up. <laughs> they didn't look miserable at all. That one's definitely the most physically taxing and but it was really hard to get through any scene i was doing with tommy sabas who plays dr zeke because he would just make me laugh nonstop. <laughs> i, I want to go back to the swamp for a hot second though were there were there Literally creatures a hot second yeah right were there creatures other than you there that you were avoiding yeah there were prehistoric dinosaur grasshoppers there it was like five six inches long you looked at Ooh. the monsters and you were like yeah dinosaurs were real <laughs> i don't know if this is like a louisiana thing i'm from the southeast i'm from pensacola florida i have never seen a devil creature like this before <laughs> they were gigantic black i guess a form of grasshopper up to like six, seven inches long, and they would just fall on you. So you would be maybe doing a take, and there were a number of takes that were stopped with somebody screaming because a dinosaur fell on them. And there was one day on that. <sighs> I mean, look, they guys, they were everywhere. When you were walking, they were like moving while you were putting your feet down. Ooh. I guess one day I accidentally took one home in my car. <gasps> and <laughs> And the next day, I get in my car in the morning to head the set and I look over in the passenger seat and see a demon there. And I can't believe I didn't <laughs> crash the car. I pulled over. I was like, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, wow. Gnarly. Okay, so did you do any training in either physical or weapons to prepare? Yeah, yeah, I did some pretty extensive weapons training. I just wanted to feel really comfortable if I was ever going to have to use it. I have a pet peeve when I watch a show or a movie and I'm like, that actor has clearly never done that before. Um, so I had asked our showrunners early on. I said, hey, I know I'm probably going to have to use this. So I just want to make sure everything is safe and I understand the weapon and I, you know, look like I can actually do this. So I had quite a few sessions with an awesome in Baton Rouge and then I remember like a, the night before Hendrix and I cleared Catherine Zeta Jones's plane we were watching all of these like YouTube videos of how you would do like actual room clearing with a partner so yeah I kind of did some basic FBI weapons training Ooh, cool I love that I yeah. love that all right so a little birdie told us you're a d23 member is uh, this true yes I am <gasps> okay tell us have you gone to the events well okay so i had never gone to like the big d23 until we got to go with the show which by the way was the coolest way to do my first convention um and when i was walking around in that convention hall i was like i don't want to like you know bash on any other conventions but i was like comic-con take notes this is the best convention there is like it was just the the passion there the fans, I mean, all the booze. I spent so much time walking around. Ah, oh, it was amazing. But I'd never done one before this. So that was really exciting. But gosh, I'm trying to think when I joined. I think it was 2018 or early 2019 when I became a D23 member. But yeah, I love getting my, you know, my little quarterly magazine. I remember when they told us we were going to be in it. 
I was freaking out. We found out at Comic-Con we were having uh, dinner with Ayo, and she was like, oh, you guys are going to be in the magazine. I was like, shut the front door. So that was so <laughs> exciting to get. Yes, my colleague Jocelyn, who wrote the story, was very excited to hear I was going to be chatting with you because she loved putting you guys in the magazine. Yeah, so. that was a really, really cool moment. It's always so fun to be a fan of something and then get to enter the world like being a fan of National Treasure, be, just being a huge Disney fan in general and getting to join the Disney family, being a D23 member and then getting to go with the show. Like it's just it's kind of a pinch me moment, the whole ride. Oh, how that. cool. We love that you are part of the D23 family. Before we started recording, I do want to say that you did mention that you listened to the podcast. So yeah. not to toot our own horn, but I'm going to toot our own horn. We're I do. happy to I have you here. Person. I listened and I have some friends who listen. And uh, <laughs> one of them had actually called me today and she was like, wait, are you doing the D23 podcast today? So I was like, ah. uh, she was like, oh, I can't wait to listen. I'm so excited. Yay. And that friend was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your mom was lost. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> uh funny because it's true yeah did uh, actually i want to back it up for a second because i may have read an article where you talked about working with Catherine zeta jones and i love what you had to say can you talk about i mean she's such an icon and amazing yeah she has i call it vacuum quality it's like when you're around her it's like she can suck everything towards her and she's what you want to be looking at she's what you want to be listening to and I didn't get to do a scene with her until I think it was episode six. So I didn't even meet her until I guess that was about two or three months into the shooting process. And I remember I show up on set. She comes in for rehearsal and she's like, darling, we're finally meet. And gives me a big hug and grabs my hand and goes, let's go to rehearsal. And watching her break down a scene that be so confident in her choices and she just fills a space like, it's that vacuum quality. You want to listen to her and you want to lean forward and soak up everything that she's offering you. I just loved watching her take her time. She feels no need to rush. She wants to do the job right. She loves imparting wisdom on young actors. She loved being around the whole group of kids. She was just very, very generous with her time and her energy and what she gave to the show. She really elevated it. Agree. She is so magnetic, like yes. you're describing, uh, that I just kept wanting her not to be evil. Like, I just kept wanting to believe, like, when she's like, oh, Jess, I'm, you know, I knew your family and I'm really not a bad person. And I'm like, oh, but Even though she was bad, I feel like I was rooting for her at times. Like, when you can love the villain, it's so powerful. And she had her own reasons for doing it. And that's always the best type of villain is the one who has, like, you know, it's kind of a good argument. I mean, she had reasons. I found myself still rooting for her. Rooting Fair. for her in that awesome wig. <laughs> uh, it was a good wig. When we were getting ready to chat with you, I did scroll through the gram a bit, and I saw you posted recently from Disneyland. You mentioned you're from Pensacola, home of Walt Disney World Resort. Have it, you always been a regular park goer? Are you a regular park goer? Is there a magic key in your wallet? I don't know. I had a magic key up until I guess it was this past year. I knew I was going to be in Louisiana for so many months out of the year, and I didn't know if I was going to really get to use it. So I don't have one anymore, but I did have my annual pass here in California for many years. And I think one year, I want to say it was 2019, I think I went to the parks I mean, I was averaging three to four times a month. So 
You add that Ooh. up throughout the year. I was wow. there. Wow. I love Disneyland so much. Disneyland is like the one place that I feel like I can go to. And even my agents and managers will be like, oh, we're not going to bother you. You're at Disneyland. Like it's a sacred place. Like nobody expects you to be available when you're at Disneyland. It's like the most escape you can get at all. <laughs> but I didn't go to the park a ton when I lived in Florida, honestly. My parents weren't huge amusement park people. I went maybe four or five times. Usually when I was in college, I went to the University of Florida, so I wasn't far from Orlando. I didn't go a ton, but then when I moved to California, I went to Disneyland within the first couple of months and then just became hooked. And then it became a pretty unhealthy obsession. Same. <laughs> Same. Healthy for where we come from. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm telling my go, I'm like, it's a write-off. I'm, I'm in the Disney family. This churro is a write-off. <laughs> exactly. There you go. It's research. Knowing your love for Disney, we love to ask Disney favorites to our fellow Disney fans. So we'll start with favorite parks attraction. Uh, Haunted Mansion, hands down. It's always the first thing Ooh. I do as soon as I get there. Haunted Mansion. Classic holiday. So that is hard. And I have thought about this a lot. I think it's classic, though. I'm with you on that. But, but I, I do get so excited when they do that big turnover. Like, I'm usually there within the first week of the turnover. I appreciate that you've put thought into it. That's, I think, where we know <laughs> the level of fandom is. Yes. <laughs> Favorite animated film? Okay, that's really hard. I tend to have, whenever I'm cleaning the house, I alternate between the Frozen's. Moana is on a lot and Tangled is on a lot. Those are the ones I would say I watch the most, but my favorite of all time is Beauty and the Beast because Belle was always my favorite. Uh, yes, you and me both love Beauty and the Beast. I used to uh, not be able to pronounce Beauty and the Beast as a three-year-old, so I called it Bean Beast. So Bean Beast... Love the love for Bean Beast. I love that. Oh my gosh, I was just in the theaters uh, last week. I saw the new Ant Man, and I hadn't seen that full length trailer for the new Little Mermaid. So excited! Oh well. yes. Okay, favorite Disney song. Disney song. Oh, you guys. I mean, like the first thing that comes to my mind is. I mean, I love Let It Go, but I also love Part of Your World and. This is so difficult. <laughs> I'm going to go let it go from Frozen. All right. I Great love choice. this. I love that this is so hard for you. It makes my heart very I full. I feel like I'm going to lose sleep tonight wondering if that was the right answer. I'm going to start logging <laughs> all of my favorite Disney songs. I feel like I'm going to have to make like a formal apology to a song on my Instagram. <laughs> you can DM us later and we'll just like insert it when, yeah, when we're it finishing in. the... Uh... The show later. Okay, great. <laughs> Favorite Disney hero or heroine? Heroine, I mean, it, it's Belle. I love how fiercely intelligent she is. She's like the OG Disney princess feminist. Yeah, Belle, hands down. All right. Favorite live action film? Oh, Mary Poppins. Yes. yes. I, by the way, Emily Blunt being cast in Mary Poppins. When that happened, I was a big Mary Poppins fan. I have a full Mary Poppins costume I do sometimes for Halloween. And mm -hmm. I was like, she was the only person who could step into that role. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I needed to have scrolled further back in the gram to see this. I'll find it. <gasps> Favorite Disney sidekick? Flounder. There. My dad sometimes would call me a guppy. So I don't know. I like Flounder. 
Okay, taking it back to the parks, favorite park snack. Okay, the best churro hands down was when they did a s'mores churro and you could dip it in marshmallow. I don't think there's ever been a better one, but the one I'm really into right now is they've been doing this thick handmade blueberry pop tart. You can get it at Jolly Holiday. Mind blowing. Ooh, wow. That sounds good. Yeah. Sherry, take note. I know. My stomach is grumbling. <laughs> Sticking with eating, favorite Disney Parks restaurant? Carthay Circle. I love Carthay Circle. But for the very, very first time, I ate at Blue Bayou. When I was there a couple weeks ago, I'd never been to the Blue Bayou restaurant. You know, obviously, I just like wave at the people on the boats, but I'd never eaten there. And that place was delicious. But Carthay is hands down my favorite. I always try to do dinner there. I love those martinis. <laughs> that martini is shut the front door delicious. I actually had our server once like break down to me like what they use. I think it's Smith and Cross or something, and they even get their olives from them. Those truffle blue cheese olives. Get out of here. Mm. Love that martini. Mm. Wow. Okay, favorite resort to stay at? The Grand Cap. Yes, I was there in august of last year i stayed for a couple nights there and like did the whole thing i did it big like i upgraded myself to a suite with my friends and like did the whole thing i love the grand cow amazing favorite character to get a photo with i love goofy because he always messes with you but actually wait no speaking of messing with you the woman who's playing cruella Deville right now in disneyland is hysterical she was passing me in her car, you know, going down Main Street. And I was like, you are beautiful. And she looks at me and she goes, darling, of course I am. Have you seen these cheekbones? And then just keeps going. And I was <laughs> like, you are so sassy. <laughs> She's amazing. But whenever I see Goofy, I always run up to Goofy. Aww. Okay, we've talked about a lot of classic Disney. How about your favorite Pixar movie? Pixar movie, Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille. I love it. And I was going to go to Disneyland Paris in 2020. I was dying to do that Ratatouille ride. And then COVID nipped that one in the bud for me. So it's still really high on my list. I want to go to that whole Ratatouille area. Now you can go at uh, Epcot. It's true. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother lives in Orlando with his wife and I've been owing them a trip. You're right. I can go down there, see my bro and go check it out there. Amazing. Mm. Switching from Pixar to favorite Marvel movie. Ooh, favorite Marvel movie. I love the Guardians movies a lot. They make me laugh so hard. But I think I'll have to go Avengers Endgame as yeah. favorite. That's one of those movies where like, if it is on, I will just stop and have to sink down and watch it. I've probably seen that one the most. Yeah, I'm going to go Endgame. Okay, we've talked Disney animation. We've talked Pixar animation. We've talked Marvel. How about your favorite, let's say favorite Star Wars character? Star Wars character. I love the Porgs. All the oh. So cute. Shut <laughs> up with how cute those Porgs are. So cute. I just got back from Philadelphia where we opened Disney 100, the exhibition. It's this massive exhibition the Walt Disney Archives put together. And one of the things they have is a Porg puppet on display. Mm -hmm. It is 
I mean, which looks like a porg. You would know it was a puppet. It's the cutest thing ever. I'm sure you just wanted to go snuggle it. I did. Unfortunately, it was behind glass. That would have hurt if I... Rude. But yeah. Rude. Next time. I love the porgs. Okay. Well, we are sadly at our last Disney favorite, our last question, which we ask all of our guests at the end of every show. What is your favorite Disney memory? Favorite Disney memory. Gosh, I feel like every time I go, I'm like, just my heart swells. Favorite Disney memory. The first time I saw the big Christmas tree at Disneyland, Mm -hmm. it was the first year I had moved to Los Angeles and I went and saw that big tree. And I just like, I'll never forget it. I think I have a picture, like a selfie in front of it, seeing that tree was really, really magical. I couldn't believe how big it was. And then I did a huge rabbit hole and watched all the documentaries of how they changed the parks over. I was obsessed with how they would change it over Christmas. So yeah, the first time I saw the big tree. That's a great answer. I love that, that tree. A- and uh, lots of great documentaries on Disney Plus that you can watch how they do everything. It's amazing. I know. I have spent many an hour on those. It's so fascinating. <laughs> Same. My only complaint about the tree is it's impossible to get a photo with because it's so big. It's so big. <laughs> I know, but that is a great okay. problem to have. That's <laughs> true. That's my yeah. kind of problem. Yeah. Agree. Uh, <laughs> Lyndon, this was a joy and a delight. Thank you so much for taking the time and for being a D23 member. That's so amazing. Yes. Yay. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Uh, thank you so much. It was so fun chatting with you. Guys, I just want to hang out with her. I want to go to a Disney park with her. I would like to have Disney park snacks with her. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be really fun to go with. Agreed. Sign me up. Don't leave me home, Jeffrey. Never. Never. <laughs> you got to get on a plane, though. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. And don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listeners subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, please use hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.